Folks, we've been at this for a month now, but when it comes to exploring everything the Commonwealth has to offer, well, we've just barely gotten started. And man, do we have a killer show lined up for you this week. For starters, we will hear about a Central Kentucky institution that has been satisfying hearty appetites for three-plus decades. B.J. Burge, the general manager from Ramsey's Diner, will tell us how the restaurant has managed to thrive and excel over a 30-plus year time frame. And later, we will hear from a super-talented singer-songwriter who has wowed audiences on stage for a number of years despite being only 14 years old. Henderson's very own Maggie Hollis will describe for us her musical background, and she will also play for us one of her well-written originals, and you will not be disappointed. It's episode number five of Blabbing in the Bluegrass, so crank up the heater and get the coffee brewing, because it starts right now. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Whitesville to Whitesburg, Park City to Cave City, we've got you covered on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. Sam Moore here, once again coming to you from the Palatial Palace, also known as the North Quail Motel here in gorgeous Henderson, KY. And I got to tell you, I am loving every minute of this for two reasons. One is you people coming back and gracing me with your presence each and every week. I thoroughly enjoy having you, and I'm not just saying that. And number two is my great guests who have uh, willingly taken time out of their busy schedules to enlighten us on their respective venues or talents. It just makes the Commonwealth such a great place, and we might as well not keep them secret. That's what this show is all about. And the best part... We're just on week number five. So, if you have suggestions for future possible directions of the program, maybe there is a special guest you'd like to hear from, or a certain subject that you'd like for me to dive into at some point, I'm just an email away. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. And this week, we're going to cure our craving for good old home cooking like Grandma always made at Ramsey's Diners. And our friend B.J. Birch will tell us all about it. He's been there for a decade plus. He knows them like the back of his hand. Now, I'll tell you, my personal favorite menu item at Ramsey's is the buffalo fried chicken breast. It is utterly awesome. But I won't spoil anything else about the menu. We'll let... BJ, give us the particulars here momentarily. And later, we will hear from 14-year-old Maggie Hollis 
from Henderson, quite the brilliant musician she is. She has even written a handful of her tunes, one of which she will perform for us as soon as Maggie and I get done yakking, okay? So you'll definitely want to hang around for that. But before we dive into our special guests, I do have this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. We do one of these each week, and I'm going to give you the question now. I'm going to give you the answer here in uh, probably about 45, 50 minutes, something like that. But don't start the clock, okay? (laughs) So with that, here is this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. I want to know what was the first collegiate institution to be established in Kentucky? Now, Technically, this was established before Kentucky officially became a state in 1792. What was it? The first collegiate institution to be established in what is now known as Kentucky. You be thinking on it, chances are you know a number of people who are proud graduates of this fine collegiate institution. So, we will enlighten you on the answer, I promise you, at the conclusion of today's program. It's Sam Moore's Dining Delight Spotlight. In today's Dining Delight Spotlight, we are featuring a longtime Lexington tradition, and with good reason, they serve up fabulous food, regardless of your taste. And here to tell us all about it, it's the man who's um, been there for um, over a decade as the general manager, and uh, he knows the menu like the back of his hand and everything else that we'd want to know. So <laughs> let's give it up for B.J. Burge. Thanks for having me, Sam. You told me in your email you've been in um, Lexington since 92. I know you're originally from Tompkinsville. Um, how'd, you, how'd you make your way to Lexington? Uh, the University of Kentucky. UK, okay, so <laughs> Kentucky yeah. alumni. Well, that's yeah. that's, that's also how I found Ramsey's, and that's also how you found Ramsey's. Yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> that got you through uh, many a college day, I'm sure. It certainly did. It, <laughs> it got a lot of UK students through uh, through some tough times. I can imagine. <laughs> that is definitely no surprise because um, Ramsey's has been, like we said, a Central Kentucky staple since 1989, and this doesn't happen by accident. So, BJ, why don't you tell us what in your mind sets Ramsey's apart from other hometown diners of its kind? Uh, consistency. There you go. To be a successful restaurant in this day and age, you have to be consistent. And from the time that I started going to Ramsey's until today, not much has changed. We've added a few things here and, and subtracted a few things there, but, but what has stayed consistent is the devotion to serving good food and giving good service. There you go. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but people appreciate coming to Ramsey's and uh, knowing exactly what they're going to get every time. So uh, now you've been employed with Ramsey's for over a decade. So just curious, BJ, um, what aspects of your role as uh, a Ramsey's team member have you found most rewarding? Well, in in the restaurant business, I'm sure most people know uh, the the turnover rate for your employees is incredibly high. It's one of the highest of of any industry in, in Sure. Any, wherever you go, uh, and being in a in a college town like UK, we we get a lot of UK students as our 
as our employees. Uh, it's probably our biggest supplier of employees. And to watch these young people come in and and learn a, a work ethic and and study hard and graduate and move on to bigger and better things and just to let them know that we've been a part of, of, of that growth for them, just to be able to, to get them through that college term and get them on out into the world and, and put a little Ramsey stamp on them, it, it, it sure makes your soul feel good. <laughs> there you go, and you can take pride knowing that you helped them uh, find their footing, so to that's, speak. That's exactly right. I've got, I've got former employees that are now PhDs in, in many different fields, and, and they still come in and whenever they're in town and sit down and we have conversations, and it, 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 it warms my heart to know that I was a little part of helping them get to where they want to be. Sure. And uh, just for the food alone, that would be an incentive for me to work there. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, um, Mr. Rob Ramsey had a dream when he opened the original Ramsey's location over 30 years ago. And here in 2020, he is still living out his dream. So describe how Ramsey's has enjoyed steady growth and prosperity under Rob's ownership. Uh, it's it's all because of Rob and his dedication to to excellence and consistency. Um, he is, you know, when he, when he first started Ramsey's, it was just him and a couple of people, and uh, he always likes to tell the story that they would take the profits from from one day, go buy groceries to be able to make food for the next day, uh, mm -hmm. and that kind of work ethic and uh, dedication to to what he loves. Is, is really been uh, absorbed by, by everybody that's ever worked for Rob. He's, he's just relentless about pleasing his customers and, and giving them a reason to come back. Um, and, you know, Rob could have retired probably 20 years ago, but he's still involved today. And, and we're, we're so happy that he is because he's, he's really the reason that uh, people stay around for as long as they do. Sure. Now, uh, how old is Rob? Oh, I'd say he's, you know, of an age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get you in trouble for telling he's, it. Yeah, exactly. But that's a loaded. That's a loaded question, Sam. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> ten years I, might be the end of it if I answer that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, everybody should live gracefully, in my opinion. But some people choose to adopt another philosophy so. <laughs> but anyway yes Rob's definitely to be commended and he's done a lot of things right since 1989 now That's um, for sure. <laughs> whether you're a uh, a late sleeper or you're in the mood for uh, a hearty late morning breakfast Ramsey's is the perfect brunch destination so BJ why don't you tell us about some of Ramsey's signature breakfast specialties well, there's, there's really just one standout breakfast that, that we have. We call it the traditional Ramsey's breakfast. And if you come in and eat that and leave hungry, then you're a competitive eater for sure. <laughs> I was going to say, it's your own it's, fault if you leave. It's up to five eggs, however you want them cooked. Sausage, bacon, hash browns, toast, and pancakes. Goodness, that is. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of food. Now we we'll also do we also do uh, omelets, and our omelets are five egg omelets. They're they're enormous omelets. You know you you can load it up with 
whatever topping you can think of and and they're tremendous too but the but the star of the show and the thing that keeps people coming back for for breakfast on saturday and sunday mornings is uh is our traditional ramsey's breakfast and we do serve that all day every day like you can come in to have breakfast at nine o'clock at night if you want sure it's an all day yeah oh there's nothing better than breakfast for dinner is there oh no i, I certainly agree backwards day is definitely one of my favorites <laughs> And uh, you don't even think about an appetizer when you order that breakfast. <laughs> well, you don't need one, no. You sure don't. No, at least I wouldn't. But uh, yeah, that's definitely worth waiting until um, eleven or uh, ten on the weekends, I guess. Yeah, we we open at ten on Saturday and Sunday, and uh, eleven through the week. So definitely worth <laughs> waiting for if you're an early riser. Now, uh, my personal favorite, BJ, on Ramsey's lunch menu is the buffalo fried chicken breast. That's, that's a big favorite. <laughs> that, to me, is the cream of the crop. However, Ramsey's also offers other options to suit any taste. So um, why don't you fill us in on some of the other frequent fan favorites that tend to be most requested? So, so right now, this time of year, going into the fall and winter, there's nothing more popular than our pot roast and our meatloaf. It's, that's, you know, that's the fall and wintertime stick to your ribs warm you up and, and get you back out into the cold weather food. And uh, aside from those, I mean, there's always what a lot of the out-of-towners come in for is our hot brown. Oh, uh-huh. People out in, you know, other parts of the state might not know exactly what a hot brown is. I didn't know what it was until I came to Lexington. It's, it's, a, it's a Kentucky tradition, but it's really in that alleyway between Lexington and Louisville where you'll find most of the hot browns that are made in the state. Sure. But it's uh, it's toast, uh, ham, turkey, cream gravy, sliced tomatoes, cheddar cheese, and bacon, and topped with parmesan. And we put that in the oven and melt it all together. And it is, it's 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 what I call a nap maker. Mm, I can taste we, it now. We really should serve it with a pillow because <laughs> once you eat one, it's it's nighty night. You're gonna have the best sleep you've ever had. Yeah, tell Rob he needs free hammocks for all customers. <laughs> that's, that's about the truth. <laughs> Especially, I, I wish spring. I had a nickel for every time somebody told me they needed a wheelbarrow to be rolled out of there oh, after they eat the hot brown. I believe it. Now, uh, if, if you've never if you've never had one and and you're in Lexington, that, that's that's the thing to try when you when you come to Ramsey's if you, if you've never had one. We, yeah, uh, we just won an award. For the uh, for the best hot brown uh, in the city through the Lexington Herald Leader. I see, and that was that was well learned, I'm sure, because there's quite a few people that claim to have the best hot brown. There's in Lexington. a bunch of hot there's a bunch of hot browns in Lexington, but only one that can claim the Lexington Herald Leader best hot brown in the city. Yes, indeed, that's uh, that's worth bragging about. Now, uh, what what's your favorite, BJ? Would it be the hot brown, or do you have another go-to? Now, I've it just depends on the day is that you know i've been there for 10 years sam i've had everything on the menu multiple times right <laughs> and you know the the pot like i said pot roast you just can't beat it i'm i'm a meat and potatoes guy you know I growing up in, in south central kentucky on a tobacco farm you, you become a meat and potatoes guy so uh, the, the pot roast is always my go-to i love the fried pork chops uh, mm. and then you know if i'm if i'm trying to be a little healthier than uh, we have some wonderful salads, even though a, a lot of the salads get, get on the unhealthy side too, as you, 
as you, you add stuff to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a we have a BLT chef salad that's very popular. It's ten strips of bacon uh, on top of a salad. So it's it's not not necessarily healthy, but but a lot of people like to fool themselves into it. <laughs> it's worth it for the bacon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now uh BJ, I know that Ramsey's also offers a splendid soup special on a daily basis. So why don't you fill us in on the uh, specialties in the soup of the day rotation? Yeah, so during the, the fall and the winter, we actually run two soups every day. And uh, one of those soups is always our vegetarian vegetable, uh, which is it's a really great vegetable soup. And it's perfect for the for the vegetarians that are coming in uh, that, that want, you know, a soup. But don't want a meat product. Generally, the other soup we run is going to have meat in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, we have so many soups. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even list them all. I know I'd, I'd forget one, but some of my favorites are the chicken, tomato, basil, uh, our homemade chili, our white chicken chili, our Cuban black bean and sausage. Uh, and those, there's not really a rotation for them. Uh, it's just kind of what we feel like. Okay. So <laughs> depending on the day, Depending you know. on the day, and and that's probably the most uh, the most common phone call I get every day is is customers calling and saying, "Hey, what's your soup of the day today?" You know, looking for that that favorite one, that 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 right. one day where we have the red beans and rice, and they can't wait to get in there and get it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll say, "Well, when?" I'm sure you'll hear, "When are you going to have this?" or "When are you yeah. going to have that?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's always the next question, and it's, right. you know, it's always the same answer. Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Whenever we feel yep. compelled yep. to we make feel it. Like it. Yep. Yep. Now, uh, you also have a vegetable of the day too, correct? We do. Uh, and right now we're in our uh, fall harvest veggie days. Right. So uh, what we run is our broccoli casserole, sweet potato casserole, sweet potatoes uh, with brown sugar butter, and uh, fresh steamed broccoli, and then baked acorn squash. And those are on a kind of a rotating basis throughout the week, but we always have three of them. The acorn squash is there every day, and then the two casseroles kind of alternate days. I uh, see. They're, they're all wonderful. Now, after we get out of that, those are all local products that we bring in too. The local farmers supply the acorn squash for us and, and the broccoli yeah. for as long as we can run it. And then when, when the farmers run out, then through the winter, we, we come up with whatever recipe we feel like that day. It's a lot of what you feel like that day, Sam. At Ramsey's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we might have succotash one day. Uh, the next day we might have uh, some hash brown casserole. And just because we call it the veggie of the day, it doesn't mean there has to be a veggie in it. Yeah, it might not necessarily be a veggie. You know? It might not necessarily be <laughs> If you look at our veggie list very closely on our menu, the, the very first one listed is mac and cheese. And anybody that's ever worked for Ramsey's <laughs> will argue with you to the death that mac and cheese is, in fact, a veggie. Well, hey, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that it is, especially if I get it from <laughs> Ramsey's, because, you know, who, who says it has to be healthy to meet the veggie crisis? Exactly. If you're coming to Ramsey's to eat healthy, then right. you're coming there for the wrong reason. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. They do have healthy options, but you at least need to supplement it with one exactly. unhealthy exactly. option on the menu. If you're going to eat healthy at Ramsey's, eat there twice. Right, yeah. <laughs> Cheat in one round. Exactly. Cheat now, in one round and, and eat healthy the next time. Right. Now, speaking of healthy, uh, if you're fortunate enough to save room, Ramsey's 
sweet and savory pies are second to none. Now, um, I know your pie of the month is pumpkin. We definitely encourage anybody to come and uh, get a taste of that. Now, um, why don't you tell us about the other scrumptious options available in the pie department? Well, j just like the veggies, Sam, the, the pies are really unlimited. Right. All our pies come from Missy's Pie Shop, which is which is downtown. It's been there for, for a long, long time. Sure. Uh, but uh, some, of the, some of the favorites that we have are the, the combination pie, which is a combination of peanut butter and brownie. And you can get a, either one of those individually too, a peanut butter pie or a brownie pie. But when you put them together, it's, it's a little bit of heaven. Um, we have, you know, any, pretty much any fruit pie you want. Uh, the, the lady that runs Missy's Pie Shop, her name is Barb Pollock. And oh, uh -huh. she is just, she's unbelievable. If you, if you call the pie shop and say, hey, Barb, can you make me blankety blank pie? Her, her answer is going to be, yeah, I can give it a try. And I guarantee you it's going to be delicious. Oh, I've I seen can just, I can just so it. many so many people ask me about this pie or this pie and i just say you know what call barb I, if she doesn't know how to make it she'll wing it and it'll be great <laughs> she'll improvise yep that's right <laughs> yeah sounds like barb needs to be one of my future guests on blabbing in the bluegrass you really you really should talk to her missy's pie has a very very interesting history with uh with ramsey's and uh I'll, I'll I'll let you save that story for for another podcast, <laughs> right? With someone, with someone who knows the intricacies of that story better than I, but it's it's a wonderful story. Yeah, I can imagine it is, and of course, tis the season for a pumpkin pie with Thanksgiving being right around the corner. Oh wow, man, they are they. It is just crazy at Missy's right now. You you wouldn't believe the amount of pies that they go through in in the month of November. It's it's all hands on deck. 24 seven down there and they'll end up the week of Thanksgiving. They'll, they'll be running their ovens 24 seven for about three days. Right. Yeah. Barb's probably not getting a lot of sleep right now. No, no, she doesn't sleep at all in the month of November. <laughs> yeah. But, but depending on when you come to Ramsey's, uh, you know, there could be a different pie availability. There, there's, there's always at least 10 to 12 pie selections at Ramsey's. See, that's 10 to 12 more than a lot of people have. So <laughs> Exactly. If you can't find a pie you like it, you don't, that you like at Ramsey's, then you just don't like pie, period. You just don't have a sweet tooth. Exactly. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, with that being next week, uh, there's no better cure for the stress of holiday cooking than Ramsey's Heat and Eat Thanksgiving dinner. Now, if you would, Fill us in on the tasty temptations included in this fabulous feast. So the, the heat and eat is uh, something that we've been doing for probably about eight or eight or 10 years, I would say. And uh, it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. Uh, and the, the, the gentleman that does all the cooking for it, Oren Miller, is just, he's, he's been at Ramsey's probably longer than Rob Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> he was at Ramsey's before it was Ramsey's. He, he was Ramsey's before it was Ramsey's. The, the guy knows every recipe in the book. He's the he's the guy that that gets the food uh, to the table. And the Thanksgiving dinner he prepares is is nothing short of amazing. The the amount of food that he puts out. But it's you know turkey breast. You get cornbread stuffing, uh, mm. cranberry sauce, dinner rolls, 
and then you get to pick four of the, of the fresh veggies that we have. Uh, and those include, you know, honey mustard carrots and mashed potatoes and sweet potato casserole and broccoli casserole and green beans and pinto beans and the list goes on and on. Uh, but it's $19.95 per person and he does it for, you know, six people or more. And it's just an enormous amount of food. And if you're looking to feed your family and not have to clean up a mess and not have to spend all day cooking, it's right. the way to go. Nineteen ninety-five a person. I'd say you get a lot of bang for your buck there. You get a lot of bang for your buck. Yes, indeed. Now, um, how far in advance do you prefer that people order those? Uh, now, they can order all the way up until the Monday before Thanksgiving. Okay. And then, and then pickup is on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So all so pickups are Thanksgiving Eve. Exactly, yeah. All pickups are, are Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Ramsey's is, is closed on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, with good reason. <laughs> with good reason. And, and one of the reasons that, uh, that, that Ramsey's has been so successful about keeping uh, employees and, and having an endless stream of, of people wanting to work for Ramsey's is that Rob takes care of his employees. Uh, sure. He gives us Thanksgiving Day off. We get Christmas Day off. We get New Year's Day off. We take off the 4th of July. We go downtown and have a big party and hand out free corn to everybody at the at the fourth of july parade generally but hey, I mean, we go. didn't get to do it this year unfortunately because of covid but that, sure. that changed that changed a lot for us <laughs> but but rob cares about his employees more than any employer i've ever worked for uh, i spent a lot of time working in in corporate restaurants and um you know you're always just you're, you're just a number with with them uh -huh. um, your store 70 or store 63. Uh, and whenever you call and, and talk to someone in a corporate office like that, that's, that's kind of what you get. Um, they don't know your name, but Rob. you know, I've got Rob's cell phone number and I talk to him on a weekly basis and you know, we play golf occasionally and uh, All right, well, he, he, knows, <laughs> he knows my name and, and calls me by name and, and he knows every employee in the store. And that's, you know, that's why that's why Ramsey's is, is successful because it's it's a family and around Ramsey's we, we call it our Ramily. Ramon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now try not to grill me when you call Ramsey after we get done here. <laughs> <laughs> try not to say anything bad about me now. But uh, anyway, yeah, he knows the true meaning of family. Hopefully, uh, Fourth of July, twenty twenty one, you'll be right back downtown. We'll be down there handing out corn and having a blast. Absolutely. That's the plan. Now, before we put a cap on this thing, BJ, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you give us your best sales pitch for Ramsey's as a must stop for both locals and out of town visitors? Go. If you're looking for a taste of Kentucky, you want to know what Kentucky's really like, especially for out of towners, there's no better place than Ramsey's. Um, we get as much local product as we can. Uh, we are huge into Kentucky Proud and buy local. Uh, so if you want to you taste the true taste of Kentucky, Ramsey's is your number one stop in Lexington. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, well said. They've got four convenient locations in Lexington, depending on where you are. Uh, Ramsey'sDiners.com is the way to explore those. They also have Ramsey's Diner on Facebook, Ramsey's Diners, at Ramsey's Diners on Twitter, and uh, 
Ramsey's Diner on Instagram. So, uh, BJ, you've been a great guest. And, uh, you're making me hungry. I guess I'm going to have to have you ship me down some food here to Henderson. <laughs> and uh, we'll, see how, we'll see how well it holds up between there and here. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty good travel time on that. Yes, indeed. I, I can't disagree with you, but uh, we sure appreciate you joining us. And uh, we'll do it again sometime. I appreciate it, Sam. Thank you and take care. You too. I mean to tell you, my mouth's still watering. It's no wonder Rob Ramsey selected BJ to partake in our podcast here. He made me want everything that we talked about. I can just taste not only my favorite, the buffalo fried chicken breast, but also those deluxe five-egg omelets served all day, every day, and those homemade pies. Mama mia. And let's not forget about those... Heat and eat Thanksgiving meals. I mean, what better way to enjoy the perfect holiday spread with all the trimmings and not have to cook or clean any of it? Folks, all you got to do is order by Monday the 23rd, pickups or Wednesday the 25th, take home and savor. Easy, squeezy, lemon peasy. In fact, I'll be willing to bet that it will become part of your annual Thanksgiving routine. And they are open Monday through Friday. 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. all locations, Saturday, Sunday, 10 to 10 all locations, and I will steer you to the website in my show notes. So now let's prepare to be astonished by a young lady. You remember when Leanne Rhymes released her first single at age 13? It was entitled Blue. Well, that's who this lady reminds me of. It's 14-year-old Maggie Hollis, Quite a singing sensation from here in Henderson. She has also written a number of her tunes, one of which we will hear. So let's listen in right now as Maggie details her musical interests and background as well as her future plans. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. This time we have a... uh, local celebrity, if you will, from uh, my hometown of Henderson who's been lighting up stages throughout uh, Western Kentucky and the surrounding area for a number of years, despite being so young. And she is a a legend in the making, no doubt. And uh, country is in her veins, and we will hear that as we go along here. Let's give it up for 14-year-old Miss Maggie Hollis. Hi, how are you doing? Maggie, I can't complain one bit, especially now that you're my guest on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. I sure appreciate it. And uh, this has been... Something I'm looking forward to, been looking forward to for a long time. And uh, let's see, you're 14. Which um, which school do you go to here in Henderson? I go to Henderson County, the high school. Oh, you're a freshman now. Okay. Ah, yeah. I gotcha. So 14 could be eighth or ninth grades. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. one of those in between <laughs> ages. It's kind of confusing. But uh, freshman year, well, that's uh, that, that's a big age. Hope, uh, hope that's going well for you. Now, uh, how old were you, Maggie, when you first realized that you wanted to sing? I think I was about five when I first really started to sing, but when I think I realized that that's what I wanted to do with my life, um, I was about seven, and I got cast for the role of Little Cosette in the high school play, and which was a big honor. I was seven. That was so exciting for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and I had the greatest time, and I realized um, on that opening night, I walked out on stage, and I just had so much fun singing, and so much fun just with the whole thing, and just the fact of being on stage and being in front of people, I just really enjoy um, watching the crowd be excited. 
See, and you've been <laughs> addicted to the stage ever since. Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> what uh, what all instruments have you played so far? Um, I mostly play guitar. I know a little bit of piano. I'm not that good at it, but That's all right. <laughs> I know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a mandolin, but I don't use it that much. But I do play fiddle a little bit. Okay, well that's cool stuff. So you're pretty well rounded then. What was the uh, what was the first instrument that you ever picked up and played? The guitar was the very first thing I ever picked up. Okay, and that's the one you're <laughs> mostly attached to, it would appear. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it it stuck, and there's a reason. So well, good good deal, Maggie. Now um, talk about some of the musical influences that have inspired you to sing and play. I think um, Miranda Lambert has definitely inspired me to be um, like, she's the artist I kind of want to be like, aspire to be like. But, I can see that. Yeah. But Garth Brooks, um, I saw him in concert, I think I was nine years old, and which was the greatest thing ever. That's by far the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Oh, what um, a coincidence. I saw Garth Brooks when I was nine years old. Oh, really? <laughs> actually, That's I was, so cool. Actually, I was 10. But uh, well, anyway, he was, uh, he was, I'm kind of showing my age here, but he was at the old Roberts Stadium in Evansville. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> where, where did you see him? I saw him in Louisville at the Yum Center. So, oh, gotcha. Well, I yeah. tell you, he, he's still a heck of a performer, isn't he? Yeah, um, he was great. He was jumping all around that stage. I was, I think I knew, I was like, oh, I want to be like that one day. That's how I want to Form. When when I saw him, he and Trisha Yearwood, they weren't married yet, but you could tell uh, something was brewing there, and you could tell yeah. <laughs> they had feelings for each other. It was pretty obvious, <laughs> so I wasn't surprised when uh, they tied the knot a few years later. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, now um, when did you first take the stage, Maggie, in front of a live audience? The first time I really like took the stage was. Um, it's downtown Nashville, actually, at Wannabe's. It's a little karaoke bar downtown. It's right next to Tequila Cowboy. And um, one of my good friends, Jamie Baxter, actually, um, let me up on that stage. He's become one of my good friends down there. And I sang a Miranda Lambert song, Mama's Broken Heart. And um, I just remember my tiny self getting up there. And I wasn't even nervous. And now I get a little more nervous when I get up on stage. But I wasn't even nervous. And... Um, that night is very memorable to me. I was given a guitar that's signed by Luke Bryan and Eric Church, and I don't think that? I'll ever forget that. Yeah. Now, um, how old were you when you took the I stage? I was seven. Down? You were seven? I, think I was seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's cool stuff. I know that's, Mama's Broken yeah. Heart quite well. Um, that, that's a good song by Miranda Lambert. You know, it cracks me up. Miranda, I was talking to one of my other guests about this the other day. Miranda has these, um, you know, breakup songs like Gunpowder and Lead and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> and then yeah. on the other side of the spectrum, she's got these uh, Tug at Your Heartstring songs like The House That Built Me. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two totally different kinds of songs. But, yes. Uh, anyway, yep. I love me some Miranda Lambert, though. Now, um, according to your uh, Facebook page, Maggie, Nashville is your second home, and we briefly touched on that a second ago. But um, tell us about some of the venues where you've been known to perform in the Music City. Oh, wow. Um, 
I've actually been singing there a long, long time. Uh, some of the places I've sang at Wannabes, and then a lot of my friends, Kyle Fields and Jamie Baxter and Harold Allen, have allowed me to get up on stage with them at Paradise Park and the stage and Tequila Cowboy, and they're so fun. And I will tell you, I love Shirley Temples. I love Shirley Temples so much, Shirley and Temples. the stage has the best ones. They are so good. And I love them so much. <laughs> Shirley Temples, man, oh man. Now, Kyle and yes. Jamie, are these uh, are these record producers, or who are they? Um, they're singer songwriters down in Nashville. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's cool stuff. Now, uh, yeah, you've taken the stage uh, countless times at numerous locations. Um, where is your absolute favorite place to sing and play? And uh, tell me why it's your favorite place. Um, I actually love our local place here in town, On Deck. I love playing at On Deck. I love the people there. Um, they're always so nice to me. And I love being able to get up on the stage down there. And they have good Shirley Temples there, too, actually. They're really good. So <laughs> Quite an that's incentive. probably the reason I love it so much. <laughs> That's definitely an incentive. Anybody, you know, if you're trying to book Maggie, if, if Shirley Temples are on the menu, that's definitely a selling point. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> for Maggie. But uh, anyway, you know, I've heard some singers say that they actually get more nervous when they perform in front of friends and family, people they know, uh, more nervous than they do than singing it, you know, in front of a random crowd of people they don't know as well. Do you find that to be true or is it the opposite? Oh, most definitely. Yes. Oh, so you're more, you're more nervous around your friends. Yes, because I know they're going to tell me how they feel. <laughs> They'll be honest, won't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're like, I'm telling you, because I'm your friend, and then... <laughs> and then you know it's going to be bad after that. <laughs> yeah, and anytime it's proceeded with, can I be honest with you, then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's probably not going to be something you want to hear, but anyway, shame on them if they tell you anything uh, <laughs> that's not great, because you're utterly awesome, but... Uh, Thank you. Anyway... Um, you are a true talent, and your passion for music clearly comes across when you're singing. Now, um, you mentioned Jamie and Kyle, but if you would, expand a little more and tell me about some of your other tutors and mentors who have worked with you and inspired you to uh, excel in music. Um, my voice coach from Owensboro, her name is Latasha Shimwell. Um, she's one of the best name. people I've ever met. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, she does a lot of work with pageants in Henderson and Owensboro and does a lot of work here. So um, a lot of people know her and she's really just great. Um, she's really helped me grow these past two years with my voice and just even as a person, because um, I know I can go and talk to her with anything. And uh, the guy who taught me how to play guitar, David Dixon from Seabury. Um, okay, I've known him know since I was... Too. Yeah, <laughs> I've known him since I was a kid, and he taught me how to play guitar. He taught me how to play fiddle, so he's taught me everything I know. <laughs> Latasha and David, and all your uh, yes, your Nashville folks for sure. Now, um, I know you're gonna play whenever we uh, get down yakking here. You're gonna play one of your originals. I was just wondering uh, how much uh, how much songwriting have you done to this point? 
Um, I really started getting into songwriting a lot more when quarantine hit and everything like that. But right. Uh, I've written a lot of songs. There's a lot that are just in the book unfinished, but um, I probably have 10 or 11 finished good songs. I got you. That's that's pretty impressive. That's more. Uh, that's ten or eleven more than a lot of other fourteen-year-olds have. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's pretty cool stuff. Now, um, there's another local musician here in Henderson that I do plan to feature at some point, um, Annabelle Whitledge. And I know you two have uh, performed together plenty of times, have you not? Yes, yes, lots and lots of times. Yeah. Um, how long have y'all known each other? Um, I think. Well, we've known each other since we were. Um, really little. We've known each other throughout the music goings on here, but um, I think we really started becoming friends about two years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, tell me about some of the uh, places that you all have uh, taken the stage together. Um, we've played the Crowded House in Madisonville, one of my favorite places. Their food is so good. And oh, Crowded House, okay. Yeah, we've actually played on deck together. We've played Wings, etc. in um, in Henderson, and there's a lot of other places I'm probably forgetting. But oh, that's all right. Uh, I know. Um, I think I saw on the internet that um, you two competed in a uh, state fair competition together as well, didn't you? Oh yes, we did do that. I completely forgot. That's a, <laughs> and did pretty well in that competition, didn't you? Yes, um, we did. We got second place in the semifinals and sixth place um, in the finals. Not too shabby. Nothing to sneeze at there, folks. Annabelle Whitledge is a talented local country musician, just like Maggie. So you'll know what to expect whenever we have uh, Annabelle on the show here in the uh, in the not too distant future. But um, anyway, now Maggie, you've set a goal of one day performing at the world famous Grand Ole Opry. Now. If you could take the Opry stage this weekend with one artist, an artist of your choice, but it can only be one, who would it be and why? Um, that is a really hard decision, actually, but <laughs> um, I think it would most definitely have to be Garth Brooks, just wow. because I love him so much, and uh, he's just got so much talent, and I think he takes in a lot of what other artists have taken in and like he's a little bit of George Strait and he's a little bit of this and he's just so different and um, I really enjoy that about him. See he, he, he definitely throws a lot of uh, unique wrinkles into his shows and I'm sure that you could hold your own on friends in low places with Garth even though he really he really oh, hams sure. it up big time. <laughs> <laughs> you know I guess since this is a uh, since this is a PG show, I better not elaborate too much, but I really like the, the third verse of Friends. Of yes, the yes, my favorite. <laughs> he only sings that at um, his concerts. Yeah, it's on a few of the live albums, but don't listen to the original yeah. because it's not on there. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave it there. But for you folks that haven't heard it, check out a live version of Friends in Low Places and listen to that third verse. You will definitely be <laughs> highly entertained. So anyhow... Maggie, last but certainly not least, uh, what does the future hold in store for Miss Maggie Hollis? In the near future, I'm really um, working on getting into studio and getting some of my own songs recorded and hopefully having an EP release soon. But um, in the not so far future, I would guess now, I always think it's so far away, but I want to go to <laughs> Belmont 
um, University in Nashville so bad. It's uh, one of the prettiest campuses I've ever seen. And oh, yeah, good music really school, do, too. Yes, they really do a lot with music, and they're really good at what they do. Well, cool deal. Um, it's sure been a pleasure talking with you, Maggie. Now, I can't let you go without you uh, <laughs> gracing our ears with one of your delightful tunes. And um, this is going to be one of your 10 or 11 originals. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're going to perform for us? Um, this song I'm going to play for y'all, um, it's called Write You a Song. I wrote it uh, several months back, and um, a funny story about this, my Nana is very involved with my songwriting, um, very, very involved with everything, and she's always there, and um, I, when I got the chorus for this song written, that's the only thing I had for months. I had the chorus written, and this was like last year that I had started writing this song, and I showed it to my Nana. I was like, I just cannot figure out anything about, like, I can't figure out anything for this song. She was like, well, put it down and leave it alone. Well, I put it down and I left it alone and I forgot about it. And then finally I was looking through my book and I was like, oh, I really like that chorus. And I sat down in one day and I finished the rest of that song. And on one of my Facebook lives, I was like, hey guys, this is a new song, it's called Write You a Song, and my Nana called me right after and was like, you did not tell me you finished that song, and you just <laughs> performed it, and you weren't even going to show it to me first. <laughs> you wanted it to be a surprise so, for her, didn't you? Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly, yeah, but she, she, she helped you through your uh, short-lived writer's block. <laughs> yes <laughs> which we're all guilty of even the best songwriters but uh anyway you worked through it and uh, established a, a masterpiece indeed it sounds like so with write you a song let's lend our ears to the soon-to-be legendary maggie hollis Yeah. 
That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maggie Hollis, nice job. Well written indeed. So uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be looking for uh, that maybe in one of your live performances in the near future. We know you'll be doing that in some of your um, others down the road. And it has sure been a pleasure chatting with you today and hearing you sing and sharing with us your uh, songwriting talents that your Nana has helped to uh, mold within you, shall we say. And uh, yes. anyhow, folks, check her out. It's uh, Maggie Hollis Music on Facebook. And uh, how often do you do lives, dear? Um, sometimes I do them like weekly, sometimes I do them monthly, it just depends, but I'm normally live at least twice a month. Good deal, good deal. So you can keep tabs on her lives through Facebook and she'll let you know her schedule and anything that she's got planned, new things that uh, come up on her schedule uh, through that avenue. And uh, we hope to have you back with us again at some point soon for an encore too, Maggie. Yes, yes, that would be great. And uh, you enjoy the rest of your freshman year at County. Now, do you have any homework tonight? Um, I actually think I do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, that I do. Well, I can tell that you're just chomping at the bit to get to it. So. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> what subject? Um, I think it's for like my tech and finance class. I don't really oh, remember. Yeah, you're on your own. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm no help there, but uh, I will. I will wish you good luck, and my thoughts will be with you. But uh, oh, you. anyway, well, you be good and stay safe, and uh, we'll be chatting with you again soon, Maggie. All right, it was good talking to you. You too. You rock. All right, thanks. <laughs> bye bye. See ya. You know, all I got to say is Maren Morris and Miranda Lambert are two of the hottest ladies in country music right now, and they better look out, because Miss Maggie Hollis is nipping at their heels. What a talent she is, and boy, it was a pleasure for me to sit down with her and chat and listen to her music, and at age 14, she's just got such a bright future ahead of her, and I will steer you to her social media page on uh, my show notes. That way y'all can keep track of her lives and her future performances because I know that when things open up a bit more and return more closely to normal, you're definitely going to want to hit up some of her concerts. And I can tell you right now, this will not be the last time we feature Maggie Hollis on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. One show just could not possibly do her justice. And we also want to thank our new friend from Lexington, BJ Birch, for coming on here and enlightening us on the Ramsey's tradition in central Kentucky and making us very hungry. And before we conclude this thing, I do have this week's highly anticipated answer to the Bluegrass Brain Buster from earlier in the show. And to recap, the question was, what is Kentucky's oldest collegiate institution? What was the first college to be established in the state of Kentucky? And your answer? It's the mighty Transy. That's it, Transylvania University. In fact, technically it's older than the Commonwealth because it was established in 1780. We didn't officially get Kentucky until 1792. But friends, not only is Transylvania the oldest college in Kentucky, it was the first college to be established west of the Alleghenies. So all you pioneer alumni out there, you can hold your head high and show your school pride knowing that you are a graduate of 
one of the state's premier historic landmarks. And come on back next week for another Bluegrass Brain Buster. Any useless facts you have that may possibly be translated into future questions or other suggestions, questions, comments you may have for me, you know the drill. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. I am all ears and eager to hear what you have to say. And next week we will have two more great guests more big fun, and until then, do me a favor, keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.